everybody, welcome to episode 46 of Bruisers, Breakdowns, and Beards. It is Sunday, August 1st, 2021. I am your host, Michael Reed. I'm Kevin. And I'm Dallas. They call me Dallas. Uh, Dallas Cade. Hello, boys. It's a very, it's a very hey, reserved man. entrance for you. That, that's fair. <laughs> well, I, I just, you know, I don't know. It's like... I don't, I don't want to have like, you know, you hit him, you hit him with what's going on. Everybody and Kevin's like, I'm Kevin. And then I just, I don't know. I just, I'm like, I feel like that's too much. You know, if I just do like the, that was a very on point impression of Kevin. That is pretty accurate. I thought you were just playing a sample of my voice. I, I really did for a second there. You just thought you rewind. Dallas is a soundboard. Little do you guys know I'm an impressionist. Is that something? You you have to you have done some good impressions over time, so I will I will absolutely give you credit for that. Yeah, I know. People tell me they're like, uh, you you know, do an impression. And I'm like, I don't do any good impressions. And then <laughs> I think about it and I'm like, oh wait, I, I have a couple, you know. I can like if I don't try, if there's no pressure, if you're not telling me to do one, I can do a decent one, you know. I always <laughs> like when people don't believe you when you say something like, Oh yeah, you know, I do comedy or something, like, really? Do it now. Yeah, do joke. <laughs> Do a that's joke. Why, do a, do a that's comedy. Why I never say yeah. I can do impressions is because I don't like being put on the spot to do them. I like doing it organically. You know, that's how you tell a good story. Well, yeah, of how course. you tell a story, brother. If someone tells you an impression, it's like, well, I could just say, talk like this, and it'd be like I'm impersonating, you know, a Midwesterner. Eh? Whoop! Let me scoot right by you. You know, there you go. There's an impression. Specify. Whoop. You want? You want some walking? You want some? Uh, what do you want to hear? <laughs> is mayonnaise an instrument? Mayonnaise. What? What? <laughs> See, that's an ins- that that's an impression. No one asked for it, but you got it. Are you guys too old for SpongeBob? Oh, was that Come your Patrick on, no. impression? That okay. was Patrick. Uh, I was late because, to the game because Squidward. Yeah. he tells him that mayonnaise is in fact not an instrument. No. Oh. Patrick See, proceeds to raise his hand, and Squidward cuts him off. Horseradish is not an instrument either. <laughs> Little did you guys know. Oh, I saw the movie, Mayonnaise, the original movie. mayonnaise. Is- Mayonnaise a lot going Everyone on with that joke. That. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was That's at that age where puns. if I was watching SpongeBob like by myself, I might have been registered at some point. Like, <laughs> like I just I, th- it, I think we were graduated from high yeah, school. Yeah, because we were already point. past high school at that or yeah. at least yeah, high school <sighs> at that point. So a high schooler watching SpongeBob might have been a little bit especially in the nineties where it wasn't cool to be a nerd. Uh, I think it really mm. would have like really you'd get your ass kicked for being in, for liking See, video games. I was the weirdest. I'm thing. about as old as SpongeBob, so to me, like and my SpongeBob generation, watching nice. SpongeBob oh, is yeah. not nerdy. Watching right. SpongeBob is just what you did. Yeah, like SpongeBob is so integrated into meme culture, especially now. It's like I, I'm I'm pretty sure there's a there's a really mind boggling stat out there that like one episode has produced like 22 really famous like popular memes oh easily yeah just one episode yeah like that's insane that's a no, lot man we were we no. were in the pre-meme times yeah uh when it was like you poor bastards I'm trying to think it was uh ready to go like school stimpy one way uh, two or... ways uphill <laughs> remember uh mr bumpy oh, right. mr bumpy S- yeah, you remember Mr. Bumpy? I knew a dude named Mr. Bumpy, but he was more of a drug head. You <laughs> no, know, like, no, oh, Mr. Like, Bumpy at it again, Weekend like Warrior. Saturday morning oh. stop motion animation. Oh, you're thinking of on, Mr. Uh, Bogus. No. Oh, there was, was a, there was so was many stop Bumpies. animations with bees in it. Oh, God. You're what was that puppet show at show. the fast food place that Nickelodeon had in the 90s? All that? Oh, well, they had, what was that, Dude Burger? Bump in the Night No, was what the show was called. I don't. I'm not familiar they with. They were fucking ugly, dude. I can't remember. Bumping uglies, but 
No, no, they were no the the puppets. The, the puppets, puppets were, were pumping uglies. Ugly. No, <laughs> oh, Kevin! oh boy, those no! movies. Those movies exist. Oh, no, no, no. Just, they just did. heads they up. Did. You have to. They, there's there is some a real. There's a. There's an audience. Oh, I know. By the way, They're this is a wrestling there. podcast. Everyone, hi. Yeah, we need to. We need to divert was, from that detour real quick. I might have us pivot into a bump in the night fan, you know, podcast. If, Although, if keep up. It's puppet puppetry. Uh, this is a good segue into our first story. Unfortunately. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah who I, in I, wrestling had a lot of puppets featured in their act? Oh, yeah. That one right? guy. So, I mean, we initially our plan was just to do like an entire episode dedicated to kind of a recap of 78 weeks later mm-hmm. and basically everything leading up to it. Because after we posted our last episode last week, like half the card changed. Yeah. Uh, so that whole episode could have been like thrown out the window card is subject to change yeah, i should say every welcome card to ever indie wrestling to well welcome to indie wrestling after a pandemic while well, during somewhat you know in the state like, of missouri in this yeah in the most stringent <laughs> state as far as for one hot hot spots and for two um already being strict about rules yep. so it's it was a okay we say strict but then there's places like st louis who aren't doing they're you know practically well, banning masks oh okay so yeah yeah i'm like, not speaking of uh i'm talking about the the, uh, the commission most uh, right. like, commission. more well, this is how this is how full of shit you know the state of missouri is because their athletic commission cares so much about you know keeping things on you know such a tight margin to where if you're a few hours past you know their deadline, which doesn't make sense in the first place, mm-hmm. then you can't wrestle. But they're not going to talk about how you should get vaccinated or wear a mask, you know. So, yeah. fuck them. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, it is, and it sucks. It was it was a learning experience for a lot of folks, um, and especially p- folks who aren't familiar with uh, you know statewide commissions and everything like that, yeah. sports commissions, but. It's you know what it was a learning experience and Journey Pro still managed to put on one hell of a show despite all of the setbacks that's that happened this past week. I mean there was there was some stuff and it's and you know what it sucks trying to run a show, um, but they still everyone involved in it worked their ass off and holy shit man it felt good to be back. It uh, did. I mean, we'll, um, we'll go into yes. that, but we yeah we'll cover that and. Uh... We were, we were hoping to have Walter on to kind of recap everything, but after the insane week he just had, he just needed to kind of like put himself into like a, uh, oh shit, what do they call those things? The, safe room. Uh, <laughs> yeah, safe just hide in the slot. safe room. Lock him up in the safe room. No, I was thinking one of those, um, one of those uh, chambers, the not decompression chambers, but like the, the one where it's like there's like sensory no deprivation tank. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah where you just lay in like the water or whatever. You yeah. just kind of float there haplessly yeah, with no just, sound. He, just needs a couple days to like a couple days <laughs> dude <laughs> what is time like is in a sensory deprivation tank that's it'd probably weird. drive you insane that would trip so that trip me out i would come out a different person guys uh, yeah i, out, I don't like, know if i can go into one of those already i'm already i are just thinking about it has ooh. me like, w- like <laughs> on edge yeah because so, it's just you know what that's ugh. that doing that would probably be my version of mushrooms because I would just come out tripping balls. <laughs> I see, I see this, the stars. This is what smell is, and this is. What's, 
I felt light. I felt. <laughs> All that being said, so I can hear colors. <laughs> I, I will say I will ask this. I don't I don't generally like ask favors of our audience, but I will ask you to do this. Like when you hear this, if you will, if you got Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, however you want to do it, at Journey Pro KC, tag them, especially if you were at the show, you know, that's kind of who this is going to. But tag them and just let them know you had a good time. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you did, or you know. I mean, they or they tag know, us and we tag will tag too. them yeah. and we will tell them that you told us to tell them about how great. That <laughs> yeah, time we will be the middleman really. in this exchange. Yeah. Um, but yeah, get, just let Walter and DJ know that you had a great time because I the think spirit Walter of Everett is such Connors. A, yeah. Got to let them know. Got to mm-hmm. let them know. Also, uh, if well, you watch the Twitch, uh, if you watch the Twitch program, too. Uh, another thing that kind of had to get changed around the last minute, but they still had a Twitch stream and uh, I saw some folks in there. Ratty popped in at the beginning. He was giving a Dallas Cade, uh, like when, when Dallas is up there introing the show with DJ, uh, like you see Ratty was in the chat. He was like one of the first people to like give awesome. him a shout out. So yeah, let us know how the Twitch went. I mean, like, obviously, like I said, we're all learning on the fly and they are too. And they just want to make it better. But I mean, you know. This is what well, it's all about. Uh, it's all about getting people together and having, you know, having a good time. I just want to be able to like reassure Walter that people had a good time because he's such a perfectionist. Yeah. That all he could see was where everything was screwed up. And it's oh, like, yeah. dude, it wasn't perfect, but everybody had a good time. It's like, never going to be perfect. No, it's never going to be perfect. And it but was I know he like strives for that, but right. A hundred percent. And I, I totally, you know, like, especially in the entertainment or performance industry, like everybody's their own worst critic. Like we want to get better. We want to, learn and we want to try to grow and you know find things to improve upon but like you know look at the context of what that show what what surrounded it was you know it was 78 weeks since we'd ever done this before it was in a new state with new rules at a new building uh with you know (laughs) with all the obstacles surrounding that yeah like it and they sold out in 85 minutes like it just so much of that needs to be contextualized i think agree um, and and that's because with all that in mind it's like how could you possibly consider that a bad night right and i i think that like we've tried to reassure walter that and i think he's kind of listening to us but at the same time we have a close relationship to him so there's a little bit of bias there um even if we're being, so. even if we're being honest no exactly um, like i and cuz you know uh especially in the last uh, you know, seven to 10 days, Walter and I have had a lot of, you know, business related com- conversations and a lot of them don't involve, you know, personal feelings because that's just not what we do. You know, sure. it's not, that's not what, like, that's how you do wrestling the wrong way. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. like, obviously we want to do good. Uh, we want to do well and, you know, we want everything to go off well and we want everyone to, we want everybody to be happy but we're not going to get all caught up in our own feelings about, you know, giving ourselves credit where we shouldn't, or, uh, you know, we also on the flip side shouldn't, uh, I guess, take for granted even the little victories about. Yeah. And that's kind of what I wanted challenging, stressful, uh, just like chaotic experience, tedious and annoying job that, promoting a wrestling show is yeah so mm-hmm. like so we'll uh congrats so like I said, to dj and walter for pulling yeah, off for a pulling that off night 
So, you know, let them know if you get a chance. And we'll cover a little bit more about that in a sec. But we, we have to start with, you know, again, Journey Pro is Friday night. We figured we'd have kind of the weekend to recuperate. Uh, <laughs> and then Saturday morning, kind of out of nowhere, uh, WWE announced that uh, Bray Wyatt had been released. And, finally. Uh, yeah. That they had finally released Bray Wyatt. <laughs> So Which we it's, haven't it's, seen him since what the the like WrestleMania or like the night after WrestleMania or something like that. I, it's yeah. he's he's done. I don't know how what the time frame was, but somebody did share like what was his last Firefly uh, Funhouse skit that now in this in the new context looks a lot like he knew he, it was going to be the last time he was doing it. It was very eerie, um, which was kind of interesting. So yeah. Man, I, I don't know where to start with this. Like, there's there's a couple of angles. You know, obviously, all the the uh, dirt sheets kind of jumped on this as soon as it happened. You know, um, Meltzer had his own interpretation of it. Uh, Sean Ross Sapp kind of went out and, and got some more information. And uh, at least the kind of the rumor is that WWE told him it was budget cuts was why he was let go, which seems insane i don't know if that's a cover for the real reason they wanted that if he wanted out of it or something and because i you know vince has been a um i mean if vince can be uh, kind of a family guy about this sometimes so if if he knew he had to take the heat for it you know to make him look like the bad guy like he i think he'd be willing to do that so i don't i don't know i mean that's kind of a stretch but i i don't like if coming off their most profitable year ever. We're just now getting crowds back and you're saying you can't afford Bray Wyatt. So you have to get rid of him for budget related reasons. After you cut a lot of bigger, like maybe not a lot of bigger, but some bigger contracts like Braun. Braun, Yeah. You know, know, which they're in talks. He might come back. Right. Right. Like it, it just, I mean, I don't think they're necessarily, lying about being like oh it's a budget cut thing or whatever i think they're just i don't know i like how hard is it to say we got nothing for you kid see ya like you know what i mean yeah but <laughs> like, i mean if if that's the case because i some other people mentioned that, that he did take some time off i think last year uh for personal reasons just you know needed some time away and granted during the pandemic that was probably the perfect time to do it um you know, so there's some question to whether he still wants to do it or is committed to doing it. Um, you know, but I mean, I mean, I'm kind of speechless about it. Like, how do you how do you look at somebody like Bray Wyatt and say, I have nothing for you? Um, the, the dude is a creative genius, seemingly. I mean, a lot of the, uh, the fiend, you know, as I understand, it was his idea. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently he paid for the mask and stuff on his own like wwe wouldn't do that for him so like he did that um you know like he he invested so much into that character and where it was going and you know the firefly funhouse if i I was i was sitting here today trying to think up all the reasons that that wwe would give why they let him go and i just i don't understand it i i really don't have a logical explanation, especially if, because yeah, one of the other things that I think's come out recently was uh, Nick Khan had had kind of reiterated some comments about how they're not a wrestling company, they're a sports entertainment company, and 
you know, they're they're in the entertainment business. Yeah. Okay, so fine. I mean, Bray Wyatt's one of your was one of your highest selling uh you know, merch reasons, whatever last year. The Firefly Funhouse stuff is all production. There's no wrestling or physicality taking place there. Uh looked definitely like intentionally low budget. Mm-hmm. Like I I'm just stunned in 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 the the grand scheme of things with with AEW trying to compete for market share and all the rumored you know we we already talked about CM Punk and Brian Danielson being rumored um, among and there's supposed to be like another like at least a third big one tied to those two uh, that that people have been you know kind of speculating about on top of the fact that you know that they, uh, they you know Alistair, they just got now Malachi, Malachi Black. Black. Miro is starting to get like a major push. Andrade. Andrade. Yeah. So all these 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 people that were discarded from WWE, you know, and obviously AEW can't sign everybody, but like fuck. I mean, if anybody could turn Bray Wyatt into what he was supposed to be in WWE, it's absolutely AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just don't understand. <sighs> and that's I mean, the thing. This is and that might be part of why creatively it was so stifling for them to try to think of stuff for Bray Wyatt is because of what you just said, what he was supposed to be and the idea that he wasn't what he was supposed to be Um, up to who, who he was supposed to be to who, to you, to us, to Vince, to like, like it, it, like to me, I don't know. I guess the, you know, because obviously he got tremendously over on his own the first run with the Wyatt family, and yeah. he was just such a charismatic speaker. And even though people didn't quite know what it was he was saying, they were like, "Dude, they were captivated for the ride." Yeah. yeah, he was entertaining. He was captivating. The fire, like the the lights that he then called the fireflies, and transitioned that into the funhouse. You know, he like he got over, and then they just didn't do anything with him. No, so he, people kind of stopped caring, and then he got over again, as a, probably like, he, like arguably even more so than the first run. Yep, where yep. he wrestled people like Cena and Undertaker at WrestleMania, you know. So like, yeah, you know, fool me once, and, shame on and you. And then fool did me it twice. again, like came back as the fiend, and and that's that's what I mean. Like yeah. it, he did the fiend well, got I, I arguably say, he, even more over from, than the than the first run he, he went I mean, from wyatt family to like eater of worlds right yeah, yeah i'd say theme. he had three good runs he had three yeah. like reboots yeah he yeah. got over and every time they were all great yeah like the the stuff he did with woken matt hardy yeah like he just you know it's not on him and i and he he's got to know that so like oh, my, yeah. my only takeaway is not about how it could be confusing like how could the company do this i don't give a shit about how the company could do it you know, the fact of the matter is they did it and it's better for Bray, bottom line, mm-hmm. because now he can do whatever he wants. Um, yeah. I wonder how much of that creative away, he could take well, Whether that's walk away completely, which I could totally understand if I was him, being like, you know what? I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's it. Or and, and that's if he what wants to go and, like, take something new or something uh, – akin to kind of what he was doing the way Malachi kind of has and transfer that over 
mm-hmm. no like aew has been talking a lot about the forbidden door and that kind of thing then he could do that he could kill it's, in japan like, with as creative as he is his options are literally without limits yeah. no it's, um, so he's yeah, just it, gonna do whatever he wants and i'm sure he's gonna be happy doing it yeah yeah i'm with you there i'd like i don't think it's he's not the problem i guess my no. my confusion comes from I just don't understand, like, whether or not WWE views AEW's competition, because they, they talk about it like they're not. And they talk about WWE. Well, Vince outright like, said that they're not. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that the, the they're an entertainment company. Like, what are, I mean, he's one of the most entertaining things you had, out, yes. you know, outside Remember when of Fox was stuff. When SmackDown was about to begin and Fox was fighting, like Fox and USA were fighting over the Fiend. Like, remember when that? That's when they were doing. That's the, right. They were yeah. doing the uh, draft and Fox wanted the Fiend on blue. And that happened. You know what? They made it happen. But look at that. Uh, the, the fact that a company that didn't give a shit about wrestling beforehand w- specifically wanted one of those wrestlers, that yeah. obviously is a testament to their work. So it's. I, I just don't yeah. know if. And granted, you know, if, if Vince and WWE don't see it as a competition, okay. I mean, because I think their actions speak to that. Right. But from a fan perspective, um, if you're looking at what AEW is doing and you see WWE basically not even countering, not even, I mean, not even responding to it. If, if it's, I get, I, I think from one perspective, we're, we're, we're trying to, treat this like the old monday night wars again oh yeah and wwe you know from aew's perspective they're they're trying to catch up and they're doing a hell of a a job seemingly catching up and it's just odd to see wwe just like casting people off and oh dude and then since dynamite's inception people have been like oh it's the monday night wars again which is not the case but it never was the case it's It's not going to be the case but yeah it is i know what you're saying where like um, from these a, two entertainment companies, these two television providers that provide, you know, very similar uh, forms of entertainment uh, in the same market, are kind of like, you know, it feels one of like, them is one of them is doing everything that they can, and it's very apparent, and the other yeah, one seemingly is not. Then yeah. it's kind of like, well, why not? You know, mm-hmm. and if I. <laughs> I feel like, and maybe I'm overthinking it, which I do, um, it feels like WWE is conceding ground. Like AEW is, is you know, building this brand and, and building, you know, uh, their their viewer count is is going up and up and up. I think this last week, that was the first time they went over a million viewers. No, they've done um, it a few times, but it was like 1.3 million or something like that. Okay. And especially during Olympics times. It's, it's, I mean, all the sporting events happening for them to still get that many views. Still yeah. pretty, pretty uh, damn amazing. And I mean, I, w- I really wish we could talk about Fight for the Fallen because it was a great show. It was. Uh, from start to finish. But it, in especially the, the, the main event with Nick Gage and, and Chris Jericho. And then, you know, MJF taking, <laughs> take, bringing Juventud Guerrero. I mean, WCW Nitro, like circa 1997, is just coming back. Yeah. I think of it, uh, especially on Fight for the Fallen Alone, you had Conan on set. You had Taz. Well, I mean, Taz isn't really. We'll go back. Okay. So you had Conan. You had Paul White. Uh, you had, uh, let's see, Arn Anderson. 
I mean, like you had, I don't know if Jake the Snake was there, but I mean, you had a lot of folks that were, yeah, that were on Nitro in that, and they're still, but the cool thing is, and Chavo Guerrero, um, you had a lot of folks that are, now they're in mentor roles, which I love. At least they're doing it right. We're not having a 70-year-old Goldberg come out and try to fight for the belt again. Thank you, WWE. You know, they're actually like using their, like Sting, and they're using these people to prop up the young talent. And man, that's what, it just seems like they're doing it right. I'm it's sorry. Just, now I'm just going on a tangent, but fight for the fallen was a testament to that. No, it was great. It was a great show. And then for WWE to just kind of trot out their normal content, like not they're They're not responding. They're not doing anything different. I guess I just don't understand what the end game is from their perspective. Like we've, we've rumored that they're, they're cutting all this fat to prep for a sale. Yeah. Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. If they aren't, how can you tell your – the only thing I can compare it to is like when you're a fan of like a baseball team or sports team and the trade deadline's coming up. And Don't. You're no. T- too soon. <laughs> <laughs> it's too soon, you, fuck, you Kevin, guys. Uh, that's very funny, Cubs. Mike. I, I will, I'll lower it to like, like for, for us Royals fans, like mm. the Royals traded away Danny Duffy, who was a guy that – the guy he famously said, bury me a Royal. Like he, he – he's – always maintained he wanted to stay here his whole career and he didn't want to go anywhere else. And, you know, they trade him. So it's kind of this, like at the trade deadline the Royals were sellers, like they were offloading talent uh, to presumably stock up on prospects and, Mm -hmm. and build farm system. Yeah. So in a weird way, it feels like AEW is acting like, you know, the, the, the Padres or, or the Yankees or whatever, just buying, getting all the talent they can to stock up their roster. And WWE feels like they're selling off, but not getting prospects, prospects back. They're just, well, that's they're just the, getting uh, rid of talent. That's the phase in the company's lifespans that they're in. AEW right now is the buyer. Uh, AEW, you know, they're still developing sure. their, their brand, their shows, because you know they're starting rampage soon like they're still developing um they're still so 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 young and they have a lot of kind of growing and then you know i'd say probably next year you're gonna start seeing them try to trim down a little bit because they're like all right now we have acquired plenty we have all these different branches and avenues of content Mm -hmm. like we've got to start figuring out what what's working and what we can do without I think WWE in terms of like where they're going to, you know, uh, supplement some of the, you know, culling of the herd that they've done is through their development is through their development. It's going to be through NXT and the performance center uh, because there's a lot of guys down there that are, you know, probably, I guess it's I don't know if we still say main roster ready because everyone's like, oh, NXT is part of the main roster now and because NXT is on USA now and whatever. But uh, there's, you know, there's a lot of guys in NXT that could be on a much bigger platform and could succeed greatly there. So maybe it's that. I don't know. Well, I could be wrong, too, because look at how they've treated Karrion Cross on Raw lately. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, but it- to put it into that perspective, Keith Lee. Yeah, Keith, Keith Lee. Lee been off TV rough. for God yeah. knows how long. Um, 
he's been tweeting very vaguely, like he's, you know, that he's going to share the, tell the story at some point. So it doesn't sound like it's been injury related. It's just been, they, they haven't wanted to use him. They bring him back. He loses two weeks in a row. Um, people are speculating. Is that like a farewell tour kind of thing? Like there, he's just jobbing out before his contract wraps up. Um, yeah. It, I mean, that's weird. It's like, it's just morale is so, low in that locker room and it just doesn't seem like they're doing anything out, outside of like your Roman Reigns your Randy Orton's your edges and well, Orton hasn't been on TV you know, in months but yeah good point but I don't think he's in danger of being released anytime soon no like other than the the people that are are at the very very top it feels like everybody else is just expendable like they're they're not even you know, at this point, you know, Sasha's been off TV for a while, I think somewhat due to injury. She just came back, though. Okay. Did she come back this week? Yeah. They're okay. building for her that. and Bianca doing the Mania rematch at SummerSlam. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Um, you know, so it's it's just, it's weird. It, it, I, I just, I can't. I don't, You're right. Maybe if they're just going for they're cutting out that middle class of wrestler that they have. Like they're either going to have the very, very expensive at the top. And then the rest of it's just developmental. Well, they've been bloated like. for so long. You True. know, they've been overly, they've had just, too many guys to know what to do with. Yep. And this, this kind of had to happen, you know, uh, sort it, of, it just, but I mean, it just kind of did like, it doesn't, and I don't mean that like, oh, people needed to lose their jobs so that their quality of the product could be no. better. I don't mean that. But like, it also benefits the guys that they do cut in a sense of they can go other places now. Their value other goes places up. places exist now. Yeah. And they can, you know, they have the freedom, even though they might not make quite as much. And AEW is going to soon be in that same spot where we're like, all right, we're a little bloated we should cut down a little bit and i know Possibly. that they're doing things differently uh you know i can't speak to their business model or it's, wwe's well, it's but it's yeah it's different yes but when you get a whole lot of guys on a roster not all of them are gonna work out right and not all of them are gonna be top guys not all of them are gonna be draws you know you just when you get somebody that when you find a commodity and an act that's over and that is selling and people want to see and it's doing you good business, you're not going to let it sit there and not, you know, you're going to make it do the best possible business it can while it still is hot. Uh, so sure. if, you know, in terms of the guys that aren't hot, what are they doing for you? If you're the company, you know, well, like, it you know, AEW's got a little di different A because they have a single owner. They don't have shareholders to answer to, so it's not all this profit, profit, profit. Mm -hmm. uh, they're also because they are so willing to work with New Japan and and other promotions. Impact. Yeah, that's been that's you, been nuts lately, huh? Jay yeah, White can, on Impact, right? Like, so you can have you know, fucking Hiroshi Tanahashi is going to be on Dynamite. <laughs> yeah, I lost my shit when I saw that. Yep. same. So I, that's why. Yeah, I, think, I know like, what you mean. They do have. They do have the room to let people go work elsewhere without having to like fire them. So at least they're still getting their, their medical insurance and stuff that the AEW provides. Yeah. Um, it gives them some more opportunities. So they're, you know, and then with rampage and dark, 
it's just more TV time or or, or internet streaming time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they give their their talent more avenues to uh, do their. I don't I don't feel like anybody on AEW is buried, quote unquote. No, um, like in some instances with WWE because they're such a walled off garden that it feels like they just don't use people because they're petty and don't want to. They don't give them other opportunities. Whereas I feel like AEW says, you know, hey, we don't have anything for you on Dynamite this week uh, or this month. You know, go go on the road, go wrestle in. Right, like you know, they, they can uh, still take indie bookings too. I'll, so that's right, I'll point, point, I'll give you an example of that that I think you know you're talking about is Moxley has been really down, especially in comparison in terms of like you know how he you know his results on Dynamite. You know, he lost the. AEW title earlier this year. Mm-hmm. He just lost the IWGP US title. Yeah. Uh, he lost a tag team championship match with Kingston to the Bucks. Like he's not looking good in terms of the win loss, but he's still hot because mm-hmm. you know people still want to see him. Obviously, and he's now, you know, it looks like he's probably going back to Japan to do a run there, yeah. and he's appearing on Indies. You know, he's making yeah, some just, appearances coming up. Just so got like, announced for uh, Pro Wrestling Revolver. So he doesn't feel. October. Yeah. Yeah, right. He doesn't feel like, oh, they're burying him because yeah. he's still doing stuff. Right. Still kind of providing a sense of intrigue in what it is he is doing. Yeah. So, yeah, I, mean, they, I think a lot of that is really working to their benefit because while Moxley is doing that, who are they building to add to the main event level scene? Right. And that's Hangman Page. Hangman, so like, Miro. It, exactly. Uh, Miro is now the Black. mid-card title. Malachi is going to start being established too because he's doing the feud with Cody. Mm-hmm. They always make sure Cody's doing high-profile stuff. So, like, they're, you know, while you have the guys on top and while you have the guys that you know are your, are your proven commodities, they are seeing what the people, what else the people want. And they're like, okay. We're going to see how big we can make this in the long run in the future. Like we're going to see how much we can, how much these people are going to get behind this stuff. And uh, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's setting them up too for their future when people, cause you know, people got tired of Drew McIntyre. They booed him at money in the bank, you know, for some fucking reason, you fickle ass wrestling fans. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I don't agree with their decision to boo Drew McIntyre, yeah. but they did. But you, you can know, understand where it's gotten and to that there, point, and, too. And, oh, my God, don't even get me started on the, oh, he's just so, it's so, he's got to turn heel. That way he can be interesting. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Um, he was. Like, he was part of three-man band, and it wasn't very interesting. Right. Nobody cared. Yeah. Uh, what do you want him to do again? You want him to go be the fucking, the, uh, the uh, what do they call him? The, you want him to go be the, Scottish what did say? The fucking, what was this thing with the, with the uh, Broken Dreams music. What, what was his... Uh, Three-man band? He was like the... No. He was the prophecy. He was some kind of prophecy. The Chosen like the One. World champion. The Chosen One. Thank you. Fuck. Oh. My brain farted. What, you <laughs> want to go be the Chosen One again? Nobody gave a shit then either. That's why he never got to the world title thing until seven years later when he came back to the company mm-hmm. after being fired. Like, yeah. the, you know, and I think that's the difference is that now that I'm going to calm down again... Uh, <laughs> AEW and their business model and their working with other people is allowing them to not only capitalize on who's hot now, but develop and establish who's going to be hot later. Yes. WWE 
doesn't seem to have that kind of a structure or plan in in terms of who they're making, who's made now. Like, they're just like, oh, people like this? Okay, let's do this. And then they won't notice that they need to do something else until people are dog tired of what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And and also given a long term plan. And like we said, also giving them opportunities to make money outside of if they're not on television each week, they still give them something to do rather than just sit back and catering. Yeah. It compensates. Also, it's put it's given so many uh, it's put so many eyes on wrestlers from at least around the United States who would normally not be on WWE unless they were in a very enhancement role jobs, such as Fuego del Sol. Fuego del Sol wrestled in WWE maskless, got his ass kicked in a squash match. Fuego. Yeah. Yeah. You ever want to see uh, maskless Fuego del Sol? Look it up. I think he fought. He was like a, he was a part of him and one other person versus like one of, uh, one of the Wyatts. Like I think they did. They did that a lot. Cause I know like Barrett Brown and uh, easy James, in one yeah. of the the uh, well, you can see Fuego Maskless on his, on freaking YouTube, you know, because he used yeah. to do like a YouTube trampoline I've never wrestling seen page. Oh, oh man. dude, I'm scared. I gotta send you some stuff from my childhood of watching him in his backyard with his friends. <laughs> <laughs> he was like younger than me now. Yeah, man. That's awesome. But yeah, and so, look at him now though. But I mean, the trend like going now, he's an AEW, not exactly signed AEW, but every time he shows up, the crowd loses it. You know, he gets yeah. a huge pop. He's getting over. Yeah. And th- Moonshine. Th- Moonshine's been on Dark multiple times at this point. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing that they're giving. It seems like, and at least as of now, it seems like AEW is providing a great, they're really adding Service. to the ecosystem yeah. of wrestling where they're yes. trying to really kind of like the, I think the ultimate and plan. And the economy of wrestling. Yeah. Yes. Like not only are they, they've been good for the ecosystem, but the economy of wrestling has, they've, May, they've kind of bolstered some of that health too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, look at this. I mean, just all the people that might be coming back. All this rumor and speculation has has gotten people who haven't watched wrestling in years trying to come back uh, because of the yeah. fact that they might see someone such as CM Punk. You and know, I mean, again. And we it, haven't even talked. You know, yeah. We haven't even talked about the fact that they announced during Fight for the Fallen. They announced that that Chicago date coming up in three weeks. Yeah, uh, at the United Center. And they're calling it the first dance. Yeah. Um, so I mean, shit's shit's starting to pop off. If it the wasn't same day as the Anarchy show. Yeah, yeah. I'm and gonna be double day, screening it. And that's right before uh, SummerSlam. SummerSlam's that weekend. Oh fuck! Yeah. I'm curious. <laughs> I'm you know still as of the time of this recording, Britt Baker and Christian Cage are still supposed to be in Kansas City that weekend for uh planet comic-con Dude, the end of august is going to be so ridiculous for wrestling if we, especially yeah. in the midwest chicago yes. st louis and like kansas city are all yep. getting it's gonna be shows fucking crazy oh and I mean, we're, we haven't talked like nwa has got that whole weekend in st louis that's what i mean yeah you gotta add that to the end this is the yeah. end of the month it's like so, oh dude it's gonna be it's gonna be the, awesome. the second half of august is going to be non-stop bonkers it's a really good time to be a wrestling fan again yeah we may have to do like split up episodes that week (laughs) just do like two two separate episodes two part two parters oh boy so i don't know well (laughs) we we haven't heard from bray um like i said somebody tweeted out the idea they they that last firefly funhouse bit and and talked about how it was foreshadowing of his like his own release and Mm -hmm. he he did he tweeted an emoji or something in response to that. It was just it was like a circle. circle. It was like a it circle. Was. Yeah, because I think it was Battle Pro 
I don't know who I didn't see the Twitter handle who put, but they had like X's in their Twitter handle. So I thought maybe that was what it was tied to. Uh, the circle um, gets the square. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, forgive me. I'll have to put that out. Uh, that, that's what I thought. I like know. he saw the X's in their their Twitter. I don't. Who, or they who said it came know. full circle. I don't know. There's so much yeah. to interpret there. But it's, it's, it's open. Yeah. But at least he he acknowledged he semi acknowledged it. Um, so, you know how much injury he inspired off of a tweet with one emoji. Right. Right. So Huge. one that nobody even knows what it means. <laughs> nobody. Yeah, like nobody knows anything. The, everyone's um, speculating. So it's weird. Yeah. I mean, certainly I, I wish him the best uh if he decides to hang it up but i don't it doesn't seem like that's what he was i think he's like dal said like he's free and clear to do whatever he wants to do and i i mean i'm just if aew picks him up and lets him loose i mean fuck it's just yeah so i don't because i'm not one but i don't know as how as a loyal wwe fan how you can look at some of the moves they've made recently and think that they're making the product better because it's a cult. <laughs> That's true. Have they you seen? Just... Have you seen? Uh, um, <laughs> Mike Bennett and uh, Maria, his wife, yes. posting on yeah. Twitter about all of the shit that randomly out of nowhere has been being said to them recently on socials yeah. and how they deal with that kind of stuff every day. It's ridiculous, and it's like it. Yeah, there's. They God. seem like sweet people too. I feel bad that they're going. The internet Tri- sucks. Yeah, tribalism amongst wrestling. Well, just tribalism in general. But I mean, on the internet, against, tribalism on the internet. On the internet is pretty terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's tribalism and, is mostly and I, trolls anyway. And that's people who are like exactly AEW fans that are that are like super insane like that. That just tweet stupid shit. It's the same thing goes for them. Just You're not certain, representing yourselves well. Yeah, it's just a certain <laughs> crop of of people who just feel compelled to just spew shit. It's like no, if my if my brand rules, your brand must suck, and it's like one right. of those things. Like it's not no joke. Yeah, you I know mean, what that you, is? What it's nationalism? Nationalism, like in a way, yeah. When I, I first that. started working at GameStop, and I'm sure, I'm sure, Mike, you got these calls too. Where like the literally like one of the first calls I picked up was the guy asking me what I thought was better, Xbox 360 or yeah. PS3. To where I, you know, at the time, Xbox has been out for like a year and and PS3 has been out for like two months. So I was like, well, Xbox has the bigger library. And the guy cut me off and he's like, you're crazy. PS3 rules. And I'm like, I, uh, but you asked my opinion. And then he just went on a rant about how PlayStation was better than Xbox. And it was like, so that's what you do with your day. You're calling a business to. That's why you called argument. me. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm going to go earn my six fifty an hour, you know, stocking the shelves, not arguing with a dude about a system that's been out for like three months. Exactly. And that's exactly. the internet. <laughs> that is the internet right it's, now. It's entirely possible to like something and not prefer the other, but just leave it at that. Like you don't have to shit yeah. on the other. You just, it's not your thing. Okay. That, let them both get paid. Yeah, I don't hate WWE. I certainly want it to be successful for everybody that's there. Like we, mm-hmm. we know people who have who have gotten signed there and and mm-hmm. are you know trying to make a career out of it. Like I want the best for them. I want great wrestling everywhere. I I think that some of WWE's executive and creative decisions have been shitty for quite a while, and those need to be fixed. Yeah. I don't have a talent problem with them. Um, no, the I talent sure is stronger than, you know, you know so yeah. it's like, it's okay for me to say like, I want WWE to be better for those people to have long-term careers, but yeah, I'm not like a, I'm not a fuck WWE kind of guy. I'm also not a, like a smoking AEW's poll either. Like, I just think what they're doing right now is great. 
Um, it's, <laughs> you know, but that doesn't. It's it's okay to like something without having to worship I'll, it too. All right, Mike. I'll say this is a testament. <laughs> Remember when we first started this podcast? Uh, Dallas was like, he was like, yeah, AEW is okay. You know, here's the problems I have with it. And then lately, Dallas has been like, I've been watching AEW live for the past month. You know, <laughs> no, so not think- live, not okay. live, but okay. I have been watching. I have not missed an episode yet. But see, and yeah, that's and that's last, a testament like, right there. Even if you want to complain about the product, you still you're still watching it. We've gotten to the point where WWE, like, I I'm fine missing it. And yeah, I, I don't exactly. even need a highlight because yeah. it's I, just I mean, like, I feel like I'm not going to miss much. We're now to the point where we're watching WWE events, like single digit events, like within a year. Like, mm-hmm. I think we're watching like the big four and actually, I mean, yeah, kind of like and money in the bank and, that's and money in the it. bank. So yeah. Yeah. Other than that, I can kind of, kind of do without the rest because it just, it just frustrates us. And now, you know, I'm sure a lot of wrestling fans out there, you know, it's, you can only support something so long before it's just like, I, it, just it hurts me <laughs> unless you're insane. And you just, I mean, you want to keep Kool-Aid giving it a chance. Yeah. yeah. But just so like what of, you like, but yeah, it's so, 45 minutes into this. We should probably right. talk about something other than <laughs> I was going to say, we, we devoted a way more time to this than anybody com- thought we were going to. It's a complex thing, especially for if you what. And we took so many sidetracks too. Yeah, that's what we and do. I just think it's I just think it's insane that they let him go and what it means. Yeah. So it's just bonkers. So uh, with that being said, we will we'll kind of burn through our recap of uh, Journey Pro seventy eight weeks later uh, that happened this past Friday at Blip mm-hmm. Roasters in the uh, West Bottoms of downtown Kansas City. Beautiful neighborhood, in my opinion. And man, it was a, it was a wacky night. Kevin and I have a completely different story than Dallas. Oh yeah, he was that, on a side quest. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I guess we'll kind of start with before the show. Uh, you know, leading into it, you know, we talked about the card last week, and Dallas was booked for a triple threat match. Uh, and then the Missouri State Athletic Commission listened to our show and heard me yeah. kind of shitting all over them, and we're like, "All right, we'll show you what we're capable of." And all of a sudden, Band Dallas Hammer. Cade's blood work was like expired and needed to be renewed in like the next fifteen minutes, or you know. And yeah. so shit happened, and our boy here uh, got booted off the card. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, along I with some was, others. That's I don't sucked. understand how that works. Was it they just? Okay, so, and this is how I know, like, like yes, it's on me, but it's also not that much on me. Right. Um, because there's this new rule that nobody fucking knew about where you have to get your results from the lab in to the athletic commission 48 hours before the day of the show. That does not mean 48 hours before bell time. That means... 48 hours before 8 a.m. the day of the show. Ugh. So once you, you know, once you go to the lab and you get the blood work, it's like you, once you, you know, once you do the thing, it's like nothing you can do. You just got to wait for the results. So, uh, yeah, I was I, and I got my results on Wednesday and they were all clean and everything's fine. You know, wasn't a health issue. It was a paperwork issue. It was a matter of being a few hours later than they would have liked that's I what, that that, that, that by itself yeah. is what prevented me from wrestling on friday and bureaucratic yeah. red red tape bullshit yeah oh i just I hate it <laughs> fucking hate it and yeah like it's i mean 
a lot of people said a lot of very mean things regarding the athletic commission <laughs> that day. Yeah. So, so. so I'll just, you know, I'm, I'm not going to repeat any of them no, for the sake of uh, the, anybody in the state of Missouri athletic commission uh, <laughs> seeing this, but uh, I'm not a fan of what you did, but I <laughs> accepted it and I will respect that because there's nothing I can do about it now. And don't have to worry about it again no you're <laughs> good. my blood work is in fact in and i will in fact be wrestling uh whenever journey pros next event rolls around nice good well, good, i mean good. I, it worked out really well because basically you pivoted to like mc slash host of the show like co-host of the show yeah i did um so it was, i mean your your presence was definitely felt i think you know throughout the the entirety of the show mm-hmm. so um and i yeah like i got to i got a lot more screen time than uh, i would have had i wrestled <laughs> that's true yeah you did and you kept the crowd hyped and it was cool because there was there was a lot of dallas cage shirts in the crowd not including your whole clan was, that showed up nice yeah yeah dude your whole family nice. showed up i i got to i got to hug mama cade shout out to mama cade by the way who listens mama to cade. us yeah it was awesome I, I love your family man it's just it, it's <laughs> cool to see them support and also like i said they're it's cool because they you know like your mom said they always bring more people with them and i feel like they do it's always yeah. new yeah and it's fantastic and man mm-hmm. i'm really i yeah. love your family it's just, it's and so she, bad she and I kind of told her after she got her tickets for that show, I was like, You probably should have got more like, <laughs> because I knew how much she had told me about people that were like, Oh, especially now that we had been through the pandemic, it was like, Now, okay, now next opportunity I get, I have to go see Dallas, you yeah. know, I have to go see him wrestle, and uh, I have to go see a journey show because we had just ranted and raved about it so long by then. <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> At least like, uh, they kind of got that there. FOMO a little bit, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there will probably be a bigger clan for the next one. If, Good. If we're being That'll honest. Be awesome. so, but, yeah, they, they loved seeing you guys it'll, and you guys. And, it'll be like the uh, Cesaro section of Journey Pro. That'd be pretty cool, man. We'll, the, we'll just have, like, a Dallas Buyers Club. Dallas Buyers Club. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if that's good though. Because I was gonna say that movie I was like, was I like associated with like AIDS. Yeah, I was like, stuff, I don't know and, the context uh, of the movie, but we, we at can, least you got the name right. It was HIV, yeah. which is specifically what I got a clean test for. So it's like I don't know if I want to touch that with a ten foot pole, but that it goes know. against your HIPAA. violation. I don't know, man. Oh, but, uh, <laughs> oh man. But it was nice. I, I was super appreciative and grateful for the fact that I got anything to do with the show uh, after the blood work thing, because, you know, there were some people around me that were like, are they going to be mad at you for, you know, for getting disqualified and stuff? And, and that's not how it was at no. all. Good. Uh, and it, it meant a lot to me that they cared enough about me being a part of it to find a different way to get me involved and have yeah. me be a part of the show Yeah, because not a lot of places will do that. And uh, I kind of reiterated to that on, on Twitter a little bit, but uh, it, it really was like, and it was my first time doing it too. So it was like, all right, I'll just, you know, just wing it, I guess. 
Yeah, I think you like, I mean, we were just doing like a pre-show interview, like all three of us were just filming and then like they came and got you and you're like, well, I guess I'm working guys. And I think that was the notice you had. Like it was no, real. No, no, no. I knew. He, oh, he, okay. knew, he knew. I knew. I knew in advance. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know what uh, what call time was going to be, but or not call time. Um, I, yeah. Did, what you did, yeah. We, we, everybody we was running all over the place that day. Every, everything was everywhere. It was, <laughs> it, was. it was a nuts. It was a so, very nuts afternoon. But it was a it great was. chaos. I'll tell you that. It was awesome. So yeah, I think it was the day before Walter posted a video on Facebook, kind of giving fan instruction on what they were going to do when they arrived at the location. Uh, and then unfortunately on Friday, every, like just every, it was just pure chaos and bless his heart. Walter was running around, uh, just taking care, putting out all the fires. Yeah. So he was, he was doing good. And I mean, it's only fair because it was like 130 degrees inside the building because it's been hot temperatures all week long and blip has a like metal roof with, I guess, and no insulation, some substandard uh, AC and I guess there were there were some issues with the AC units in themselves. Yeah. yeah. Um. So they weren't running. So it was just oh, at all hot. Yeah, yeah. They weren't no. Or it was running like just normal air. Super was like no that's what I thought. That, that's what I thought it wasn't was happening. Pumping was out like they, cold they, air. they just didn't have coolant or whatever. So, so yeah. the air that was flowing was just like regular air. It was just hot, which so, wasn't gonna help. It. Yeah. It was it was brutal in there. Props to the fans that stuck around. Yeah. Yeah. Which was almost all of them. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yes. That's the thing. Like, I mean, folks really adapted quick. Everyone had like, so there was food being served there. So the paper was using paper plates and like, yeah, it looked like a, <laughs> what did you say? It was like a Southern courtroom in there. It was like a 1940s courtroom in the South. It was just, everybody had fans and yeah. And uh, just yeah. fanning themselves, just trying to keep cool. Which yeah, kept... credit to them, man. And, and credit to, you know, to Walter and DJ and all the guys involved at, making the journey shows happen because that's how committed they were to seeing that show that night same to the the wrestlers coming out and and wrestling in that shit yeah was bonk i mean you you were getting up in the ring like you knew exactly what they were i'm I'm, i can't imagine and you had to get in and out of that ring after before and after them so you had to like i'm sure you had to bask in all that like warmth i was trying to decide whether or not it was like whether or not i was fortunate to have not wrestled that night or <laughs> whether it was like whether I was bummed out about it even more because while I'm sweating this much this profusely for this freaking long it's like I might as well have done something to make it worth it like you know mm-hmm. wrestling but whatever it we was, all it, lost a little yeah, weight that heat, night man, the yeah. heat was nuts no. and uh, like there were a couple other people that also were disqualified which meant more changes to the card which mm-hmm. you yeah. know like kind of in a weird way, the one that made me feel the best about being disqualified was that Sam Beal also disqualified. Yeah. So because the Clark one Kent thing Superman, that I man. <laughs> the one thing that I would have hated was if Sam Beal had gotten to, you know, debut and strut his stuff and I wouldn't have been involved because I don't know. I I, I felt the the way Walter was telling me about it and things like that the the kind of the vibe that the anticipation for that match gave me mm-hmm. i was like sam beal specifically i was like this this will be interesting this will be yeah. uh this will be one of those moments on this show i think and uh him not being there as well as me not being able to wrestle was kind of just like okay 
so it can still happen. <laughs> yeah, you can still make this. Be, the, the newness yeah, was, will still be there. I think it was uh, uh, JJ Garrett and then Devin, Devin Thomas. Devin Thomas. I think was the other ones. Those yeah. were the other last second ones. And who, then we'd already talked about Kayla Cassidy. Who bless his heart, showed up anyway and was like just watching the show and hanging out with everybody. Awesome. Um, yeah, and I, I saw him and I was like, hey, you're here. <laughs> and he was like, oh, hello. <laughs> uh, he was like, I'll be honest with you. And because he, he and I talked, that was like the first thing he did was like, he was like, what happened with you? And I was like, oh, you know, I was a few hours late. What happened with you? He was like, I'll be honest, man. I totally forgot that it was even a thing <laughs> because uh, oh, we hadn't man. done Missouri for so long. Yeah. That it was just kind of like forgot that it was even a thing. Yeah, that's, man. That's nuts. So I like hard. I, I what was there? Maybe like two or three matches that stayed on as advertised and the uh, rest of them were just. Well, the main. The, the two mains, threat. the two mains, um, yeah, the two mains. Yeah, they they were still good. Um, tag match see. between the tag the, was still one of yeah one of the tag matches the was premiere. still good. Yeah. Um, I can't. Uh, that's about actually, it. Actually, yeah, I think those are. I think that's yeah. it. <laughs> At so, one point, I don't know if it was a scramble or if it was just Moonshine beating the shit out of everyone in the ring. I don't know if it was, was all versus too. him. Yeah, yeah, it basically. It? Yeah. Well, well the scramble, his, the scramble was always intended to happen. So okay. I guess the scramble counts technically. I don't yeah. know. Okay. Um, but him being there was not like that was unintended. Um, he was a last second addition to the car. Was he? Yes. Uh, yeah. Walter was telling us about that. He was supposed to be booked in St. Louis, but his, he had car issues. So he was stuck mm. locally. So Walter put him oh. on the card. Nice. So that that was, I mean, a lot, a, like literally a last second change. Wow, that makes That's sense. Bad. Then I guess because it, it it to me it's like you guys had moonshine. Why the hell is he in the scramble? Yeah. <laughs> but it makes um, sense. It makes sense. So I I think I'm gonna be honest. Kevin and I did not get to watch like 90 percent of the show. Yeah. Easily. So because <laughs> of what, uh, and we'll cover our part here in a second. But so I don't think we're gonna really review the card per se. Right. Uh, so much as you know, we'll try to watch because I think it's gonna be on IWTV this week. Hopefully. So we'll take a chance to watch and maybe we'll talk more about the either that card. or the playback with the commentary added will be on Twitch. On Twitch. That's I One hope that's other. the case, but if it's if it's IWTV, it's IWTV. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think what I and so because of that, I'd like to be able to watch the 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 whole show as intended and then go for I'll there. be interested to see yeah. how the production Same. went. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Um but but bless Walter and then Andy's heart, like they were streaming from a cell phone cam uh, for the Twitch stream. For oh, they the were. Yeah. yeah, that was why. Oh, that was the Andy Twitch. Was standing there, yeah, that was the Twitch. Yep. Yeah, that's With what I'm no saying. No commentary. Like, yeah, just picking up random. Oh. I, I bet if you were standing there talking to Andy or something at some point, all of that audio was getting picked up. <laughs> You're like, check out this douchebag. It's all on Twitch. <laughs> no, I <laughs> thought that the dude the standing camera up on the feed table. was getting streamed to Twitch. No, no, I they were. I heard they were having some issues with it or something like that, or with the multicam so, setup or something. Yeah, so the dude up on the table, and then all the uh, the roaming cams. That we didn't get to see any of that on Twitch. Oh. All of it was a single cell phone. Camera. Oh man! Like and shout oh. out to Andy and both. I Walter. didn't know like, that. Yeah, their arms must have been sore as shit because they did that for the whole show. I know there were people yeah. on the Twitch show. Look, this camera shaky. 
It's I like, fucking, if you only I, knew. I walked in front of Andy so many times. <laughs> oh, uh, everybody that watched the Twitch stream, I apologize. I am just, just gonna now be his learning shirt this. Back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, man. Yeah, you're, you're I'm just glad I didn't pull a Campbell's dad and stand in front of the hard cam for like a considerable <laughs> amount of time. Uh, so, was that his? Was that that? At the, he, is yes. That, uh, at Anarchy? Anarchy? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Was was Campbell's dad. I didn't know it was Campbell's dad. I knew it was, was that the guy. Yeah. That's, That's oh awesome. man. Yeah. So, I mean, our experience outside because it was so fucking hot inside. Like I, yeah. again, Kevin and I went in the first match, which was Anaya and Gary J, and that I, like, crowd I was finished the match I mean, both figuratively and literally. That crowd was yeah. hot right off and the I, bat. Yeah, and I was like, I, I cannot, I cannot do this. So, um, so we ended up staying outside. We had a tent set up, and I want to take this opportunity. Uh, to shout out to our KCPN crew. Yes. Hell yeah. Uh, Gat uh, and Kingston Woo-hoo! and Zach, our producer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Duncan from Duncan Tapped In uh, was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, was awesome. He was there in a hoodie. And then by the end of it, he had literally like cut the sleeves off of his. Of his oh, so hoodie. he did do it. He did. Did you? Yeah. I got there by the time they already cut yeah. off. You, you yeah. helped inspire him. He's like, well, since Dallas said something, I was like, I got to do something. Good. I was <laughs> uh, worried yeah. about him. Uh, he yeah he you know he ended up taking the sleeves and I mean went with the the, the old like sleeveless hoodie Rocky mm. setup. I just I just how did he leave his house wearing that? Like he said it was a thin hoodie, so he he didn't feel too bad. But yeah. wouldn't it couldn't shit. have been me, man. No, I know. I couldn't even wear a hat. Like as soon as I put a hat on, I was already pouring. <laughs> but you sweat. were wearing jeans. I can't believe you wore jeans. I couldn't show off my chicken legs, man. Like I said, I've gotten oh, a lot of too, mosquito bites. I right went now. and bought jorts. It was before the show. Oh yeah. I was ten seconds away from coming in basketball shorts. Oh dude. Oh you guys. Know, I was like, well, uh, that's gonna be weird. So I was you like, guys okay. met my giant brother on Friday and, and saw we him did. in his jorts. Yeah. Yeah. And his. Skin tight. His jorts are like jor- my full size pants, though. <laughs> right. I hate his jorts just for the sake of they look like they were skinny jeans that were cut into jorts because he's just freaking got trees for legs. Oh yeah, man. It- we had so much fun outside. So we we set up a tent. Uh, we took two of the the like these low. I don't even know what those chairs are. Called. Did you say Adirondack chairs? I think is what my wife said. Um, they were very hard. They were easy to get in, hard to get out of. I'll tell you yeah, that. They were, they were just, they <laughs> oh, were yeah, because they were like the, the seat was low to the ground, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. I like and, those, uh, those chairs are fun. We just set the camera up, set up some mics, and we just let it roll. And it was it was, it was, was kind of scary. Not scary. Keep I was concerned chair. at first because the, the way that the check-in system was not being uh, implemented the way it was intended – like people were not gravitating towards the outdoor patio area because the heat, the sun was setting down back behind us, so it was just beaming the sun. It was down directly that, that on alley. the patio. Yeah. So like with where we were sitting in the tent, like the back of my head and neck, it was just the sun was just blasting, mm-hmm. and I still don't know how I didn't get sunburned. But we were just we had uh I'd come with yeah. a cooler full of bottled water. Thank you, by the uh, way. Yeah, no you're you're the real MVP oh, for well, that. All the sweat. That was smart. Uh, but yeah, we just because I knew I'd gone to the Chiefs training camp out in St. Joe the day before, mm. and was sweltering hot, and I didn't drink enough water, and it, it fucked me up pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, but it was so I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that again. So we just you know bought the bottled waters, and I was like, well, we'll just anybody that needs one because I, I I bought like 30 bottles or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I went and through about five. <laughs> D, and then DJ came in 
at some point they had brought some more bottled water. So they just dumped them in there. And we were just cool because it was so hot. We were just handing them out to people. Like if you yeah. want a free water ticket. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think I also chugged like five or six of those just to Dude, stay hydrated. I had to have had at least a dozen. Yeah. It was like on top of how many times I filled this thing up. <laughs> like I probably drank about a dozen. I was, was such an idiot. And I was still dead by the end <laughs> no, of the No, you were fine. No, I'm just it thinking was... because, like, beer was probably a really bad idea that night because, I mean, like, I know beer is refreshing, but also beer... It dehydrates is... you? Yeah. So I was, like I said, it was like a weird... It was like trying to drink ocean water where you're like, oh, it's it's refreshing for the second, but it's so bad for you. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah that's no. that was mine, man. I sweat I mean, everything out. It, at least up until the start Dude, of the show, too. like, people were not really hanging out there and then the bartenders did show up um way late yeah so once they got there and there was alcohol out on the patio it kind of picked up a little bit Mm -hmm. and uh i think after about the second or third match when people were like sweating buckets inside they started coming outside now it's hard to explain if you've not seen it but the the patio is right up against the building to the side of the building Mm -hmm. and they have these huge ass windows looking right into the um you know into into blip roasters and the way that the ring was set up one of the front corners is just right there in front of that window so people were i mean it was an amazing view to stand outside just looking up at the turnbuckles and then that that corner post right in front of you and Mm -hmm. especially because that was facing the hard cam side you had a lot of action happening in your direction so it 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 was kind of like being at a zoo and just watching like a zoo exhibit happen right in front of you. Uh, but man, it was it for, for the folks that had to escape the heat. It was a nice alternative to run out there on that patio and yeah. kind of watch some of the shit yeah. that was going on, especially once the sun went down and it got dark mm-hmm. and then it was everything much lit better. from the inside. It was nice and cool. And the wind, when the wind was blowing, it was really yeah, nice. It was great. And so the cool thing is we got some really good footage. So we did. Yeah, we did. Um, and it was awesome. Once people started kind of coming back out to the patio area, we grabbed, uh, you know, we had a couple fans uh, that we, we had a chance to kind of talk with. Dan. Um, I remember his name now. Dan, you remember now? I said his name. I, I got his name wrong like three times Dave, in a row. You Dave. Said Doug. Uh, no, I said I, Dave and Bill. You got his name wrong like while he was sitting right there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he did. Man, I, he oh, really nice Kevin. <laughs> he was a real nice dude. He was, he was a real cool dude. Who, was was it, real are nice you guy. talking about Dan the man? Uh, I don't know if he was the man, was but he fan? was a man. He's no, it was a, a fan. It was a fan. Oh, okay. Dan, not Dan the man, Dan the fan. Uh, yeah, okay. He's one of the Well, dudes. you guys know who Dan the man is, right? Yes, it was not him. Okay. It was, it, okay. This was just an older fan that... that yeah, yeah. That, uh, okay. It is cool. He was talking about... Like, he liked talking about Jeremy Wyatt. He liked talking about... Um, we were talk- we talked about the the Regal twins. And, yeah, he was just... He was talking about wrestling. And, you know, he was... It was really cool right. catching up with him. Uh, we also talked with our good friend, our other Mike, who came fully... Yeah. He came fully uh, equipped. Fully, in, fully gimmicked in his yeah. uh, Shaun of the Dead getup. Yeah. Mike um, was awesome. Uh, it was good talking with him, talking wrestling. Uh, we talked with Dallas Cade a little bit, but then he had to blow us off, you know, typical rock star. Um, he had hey to go man, work, I, I guess. I, I have a real big rep for big league and people, so <laughs> yeah. I had to do it to you. And then we got some oh. interviews. And cool, we got to talk with Kingston, which it was my first time meeting Kingston. Uh, like, a lot of the KCPM. It was KCPM. your first time meeting everybody. Yeah, it was. Like, that's, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what it a was trip. Because Kev never got to go to any of the KCPN 
uh, Dude, remotes or King, anything. That being Kingston's there was, awesome. was I think I I kind of want to talk to Kingston a little bit more about like what that experience of that day was like for him because uh, the the couple conversations I did have with him were a lot of like, oh yeah, I remember when I did this. Yeah, <laughs> like, he. I, I remember mean, this. I don't want to speak too much for him, but like he was really impressed by the end of it. Yeah. Like of what oh, Journey really? Pro was doing and everything. Like he was good. Yeah. He was having some good vibes. And, and I mean, he gets, he knew several of the wrestlers that were on the card. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, you know, he had some old friends there that he was. Uh, Cole Radrick was to. one of them. Yeah. Cole was there. I uh, did. I thought, did he say Fred? Fred Yehai was actually there. I don't know if Fred, Fred Yehai was, was there. I didn't see him. Fred was there. I, th- I think he, I thought he said he was talking to Fred. So, yeah. Nice. Uh, Fred was uh, Fred was in the back. And uh, <laughs> I guess, I mean. I don't think they'll get too mad at me now, but uh, Fred was supposed to make an appearance, but he also yeah, that, had that an was, athletic that was kind of a, a surprise. Yeah. Uh, but there was, again, he was yeah, he stuff. was going to be a surprise for them, which would have been uh, rad. It would have been a great surprise. It would have been, but he also had a snag with the athletic commission. So yeah, the so. commission screws us again. Damn right. Yeah. Also in the crowd, uh, somebody we didn't expect, but it was great to see the reunion. Dak Draper. Yeah, and Quinn McKay. And Quinn McKay, yeah. Oh, the, the recently, right. we hadn't talked about this on the show, but shout out to both of them uh, on their engagement. Yes. So, yes. So happy um, for them. I got, yeah. to, I got to talk to Quinn. Dak, I, I like shook his hand and said, hey, it was good to see him again. But uh, I introduced oh, my dude. wife to Quinn. I love Dak. Because... So, so they walked in. Um, I saw, I saw the, Dak before, standing at the door. They walked in before doors. Uh, oh, okay. With, they brought their dog. They brought Dog Draper. Oh, Dog and, Draper uh, was there? Fuck. Dog Draper was there before <laughs> Miss they Dog took Draper. Dog Draper back. Um, so when the show started, Dog Draper was not there. They took Dog Draper back home. But mm. uh, uh, <laughs> when they came in before doors, uh, you know, Dak and I said hi. And he asked me about <laughs> what, what, what the hell happened with uh, yeah. disqualifying. And uh, he I hope he doesn't fucking see this because then he'll just be like, oh, but, uh, nobody uh, watches us. said, <laughs> I know. I know, dude. I, the amount of people that came up to me and said something about how they listened to or watched the pod, I was like, "Oh my god!" I know, people right? Actually, watch us. Right? It felt so right? fun. We're, we're I was like, "Yay!" Bubble with it when it's just the three of us, like we think nobody's fucking finding this. I nobody's know, yeah. but this. people so came up you, and like everybody. talked about the show. Yeah, thanks, guys, for watching us. By the way, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just the kind of like throwaway line. Um, but yeah, Dak said to me, he was like, "Man, I gotta tell you, I'm disappointed that I'm not gonna be able to watch you wrestle tonight." And my soul died a little bit Aww. in that moment. I was just like, uh. <laughs> I felt so oh, just man. like, yeah. I felt like, fuck, that sucks. Because you got to <laughs> just sign on to twitch.tv slash journey. To I know, Anarchy. man. Be able it was to like, anytime you want. It was like, uh, give them the WWE you know, network pitch. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was like, you know, it's, it's, it's weird because it's kind of different. Like, you know, after NWL went down, Dak and Quinn went to fucking Ring of Honor yeah. and yeah. started killing it. And then they got signed, you know, and it's like, uh, so even if there wasn't a global pandemic that kept everybody from traveling a ton for the last year and a half, not getting to see uh, one of my coaches who was like, you know, him, Hoodie, Moonshine, and Durden, like, will always kind of be a little bit on a pedestal in a way in a yeah. sense like Dax I don't know like I used to get the fucking joke that Dak was it was you know that Dak was like 
basically my dad, but yeah. <laughs> I can actually no way he is my wrestle dad. Yeah. And then Hoodie's yeah. wrestle mom. We've covered this. Um, but he he kind of was like he's like especially back in back in the NWL days, he was like the older brother that I never had. Like he would say things to me like, I'm proud of you and stuff Aww. like that that like fuck man. Like it you know hits, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. they just hit and you I was see- like Damn! How can, how can such a great guy be a Broncos fan? I just don't understand <laughs> where, where the breakdown occurred. I know, um, right? Sometimes they really, stray well, from the path. I, I don't know if Ring of Honor, I, I, like, I don't know how that shit works. I would love to have them on the show just to basically tell him how much I hate his football team. Um, but, uh, you know, well, and then, I mean, you guys took the hoodie, right? you, Mike. About hoodie, hoodie wanted to, hoodie still wants to be on the show, right? But we, we still I, I think that so. Out. I'll yeah, do the hoodie okay. and Anaya combo if we need to. Anaya well, yeah, was we, the we, we, we were halfway covered and we, we haven't gotten to that part yet. Because we could fucking um, tell hoodie about how much the Broncos suck right now all the live long day and have a oh, great he, ass time. Oh, is he a Broncos I, fan too? He's from he's Denver. From Col- yeah, he's from Colorado. I didn't know he's from Denver. I knew he lived well, here. Well, he fucking, he that's where he came here from. Yeah. Okay. Denver. I didn't know that. And, uh, oh yeah, dude. Rocky he mountain wrestling, fucking, man. Okay. Him and him and Dak, yeah. big, big Broncos. Oh God. Dudes. Yes. I would, I would, and, ha- I would love to have them on. And he tells at me the same he, time. And I'll tell him. He has told me so many, every time, every time the subject of football comes up around hoodie, he's always like, you know what? I'm glad that you guys get to experience this now because I've been to three Super Bowl parades in my lifetime. <laughs> oh, like, uh, you know, just, that's funny. Such a great, you know. Oh man. <laughs> oh God. yeah. Yeah, I would. I would love to have. Well, D- Dak on to talk Broncos because that would. I just need to laugh for an hour. Oh, uh, and then Quinn is a huge fan of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and that was that was my favorite part was getting to introduce my wife to her because our dogs are named like Buffy, Faith, and Willow. So to get to talk mm-hmm. to her about that was really cool. And then of course I got to you know thank her or congratulate her on the engagement, and then mm-hmm. she's uh, just got you know, her position in the uh, ring of honor women's tournament. Hell yeah. So that, um, you know, the previously mentioned uh, Maria Bennett has bestowed upon her. So Mm -hmm. uh, that's really awesome. Yeah. It was just, it was cool to get to see them. I mean, they're awesome. It's also funny because like she was dressed to the nines, like just, you know, out for uh, like a night on the town. And then Dak was like in a, like, uh, yeah. I don't know. It was like a, just like a t-shirt and shorts. Short shorts. It was just funny. The just the just position. That is Dak. That's gonna yeah. say. That is like that is everything encompassing Dak. Is mm-hmm. like the fucking the short shorts, the fanny, the fucking. That's He's him. Show off the show off the hundred percent. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. And then yeah. and then if he needs to, you know, he can he can fucking you know, dress to the nines too, and yeah. it fucking. I just thought that way, was, it's it kind was of the like, neat juxtaposition of, no, of the two of them. off a little bit, but so, uh, but yeah, it was. It was fucking, it was cool they just they just clean up good, you they know. Do. Yeah, you're just like fuck. I love wrestling. Wow, why couples. are you two such I, good-looking human people, <laughs> yeah. human beings? What the fuck? I, just, I really I love wrestling couples. Like it's it's just <laughs> you have to be kind of crazy to do to be in in you know let alone be a fan of it, but to actually like put your 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 body through what you put it through to to actually be a part of that business don't romanticize then, it fucking sucks <laughs> it hurts I mean, brother right so so to meet so to meet and like somebody and fall in love and 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 you know com- right, you're join your lives together it. and stuff it's you know you're gonna make me sick awesome. you're gonna make me sick <laughs> well you know well mrs cade's coming don't worry about it it's 
It's down the road. <laughs> you're you're li- what? 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 Stop, Michael. What? <laughs> we're gonna move on from that. I don't want to give any attention to that. Uh, while we're at it, let's shout out Anaya for I'm, I'm uh, breaking cave being on with you two. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. Uh. Thanks, Anaya, for doing a interview with yeah, Kevin that was Mike awesome. here. Shout out to and to burying Dallas. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I guess I. I I'm, shout out to Kev for I hadn't kept you, track of this 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 gimmick of burying Dallas. But not, this is not a gimmick. This is not a gimmick. This is every day of my wrestling life. <laughs> He's like, I, I just, and I it's not just it's not just Anaya. It's not just Hoodie. Oh. It's fucking it's DJ too. DJ and DJ said to me three times last night. He's like, "Welcome back to Journey. I'm gonna shit on you every time I speak to you." <laughs> he says, "Water." He's, he told he told me too. He was like. Brother, if I didn't shit on you, it's because I don't give a shit about you. <laughs> and if anybody else shits on you and it's not me, I'll fucking kill him. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I know, DJ. I know. It's okay. Oh, so you guys are going to have to give a sneak peek, especially since I didn't hear it, to uh, uh, whenever we do air the footage. Oh, God. I still haven't seen the video How yet. was the burial of Dallas Cade? How'd it go? Oh, it was fine. It was just a quick, it was like. Quick. It was, yeah, we just mentioned you. He was like, Who? Yeah, you're like you're like <laughs> Anne from uh, Arrested Development. Every time they're like, "Who? Her? Yeah. Who? Yeah." Wow. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. <laughs> and that's what you came up like right after that. Like it was just it was perfect timing. Yep. Yeah, and this is the oh, best part. Is like, oh, awesome! And yeah. like Mike said, we don't know who was coming up because it was dark, and we had like a ring light going. Yeah. So you just see a big silhouette, and at this point, it was like I it mean, was one of those like super smash, like blah 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 has entered the challenge or whatever. Really, I mean, it was I'm I. I cannot explain to you the the sensation of just all I could see was the ring light. I heard a voice, and I've never heard Anaya speak before, so I didn't know it was him. <laughs> um, that was the first yeah. time I'd heard his voice. Uh, and then he just, he was immediately under the tent. Like, I mean, <laughs> like, it, it was, I mean, I was, and the thing is, is I, as we've seen on the show. intimidated, like, Michael? If, if, I was intimidated. I told him I was intimidated. <laughs> I told him he and I told him he and Hoodie scared the shit out of me. He started Especially laughing. now that he's like, like even more jacked. He's more jacked than he was, dude. He, he is, is in yeah, amazing more shape. Jacked. It's fucking nuts. So, oh my god. I really I was so tired at that point. I can't remember half of it. But I I cannot so wait to watch this interview with Anaya. It was yeah. so much fun. Anaya is yeah. so funny, dude. Yeah, exactly. He's like one of the funniest people. And I think uh, I've ever he was met. totally down for coming back on the show. Uh, at good. some point, so yeah, we can absolutely have him. He's on. good people, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And and then we didn't we didn't really kind of pester hoodie about it because he had just wrestled in the main event when we talked. Right, to him. yeah, <laughs> it's like bad timing was, for him. Yeah, my podcast. So yeah, so we. Uh, but I, I know um, we'll talk to I, him at some point. But we got yeah, to catch was, up I, with him, which I is do cool. A wrestling podcast. Yeah, exactly. Have you run this show. Well, that's what, like like I totally I I did not get to see Cole Radrick at all. Um, yeah, I didn't see him in person. The only at all part either. of Cole Radrick was that somebody in his party was wearing a Cubs Javier Baez jersey, that, <laughs> and uh, Javier Baez had just been traded that day. It was like, like in the span of when they left Chicago, yeah. that man was a Cub. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. And by the time they got to Kansas City, that was a vintage jersey. Yep, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's that's what it was, and it was a bummer. That, that was, was the my, only the yeah. only Cole Radrick. Kind and of experience he I had. Looked so depressed 
and like off in the corner by himself the entire day. Why do you think I was oh. drinking so much? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man, that was 2016, just fading away, like the World Series. You know, I mean, at least we'll always have that World Series. But man, I mean, that to lose to the, the whole Royals infield. Yeah. yeah. It's just to lose the whole infield in one go, man. That hurts. That's just a kick I was, in the. I was, yeah, I was heart. pretty brutal. Yeah, pretty brutal. I mean, losing Danny Duffy was bad, and then Jorge Soler was kind of like, eh. you know, hey, he was um, he was good at getting home runs. Now, yeah, I'd say nobody's hitting home runs for the Royals anymore. Yeah, he but, was uh, horrible back in the day. <laughs> like it was a bad trade when you guys first got him from the Cubs. Right. He launched a few out. So hitting homers is not what it used to be. All right, but well, we should wrap this up there because it's an hour twenty. <laughs> I know. Baseball. I know we got, we got this ain't a baseball get, show, damn it. To get uh, Dallas out of here, but yeah. I, I just want to say it was, you know, we we kept telling Walter like, dude, we you know we didn't get to watch much of the show, but it was it was a party, like everybody was having a great time. Mm-hmm. It was, um, you know, and I know uh, Gat and like the KCPN crew was hyped, like they cannot wait to do this again. Yeah, uh, at another show, like I said, right. Kingston was really. I mean, I don't think he's Jones in to get back in the ring per se, I don't but I think either. he he had a good time. And like he was really impressed by Journey Pro setup, and I think he's good. the kind of guy that's that's seen good promotions and seen bad promotions. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think he feels really good about working with Journey Pro and doing more, you know, stuff with them going forward. So um, I'm, you know, it's it didn't start like I hoped it would, but I think by the end of the night, I was really excited for what we did and what we accomplished and mm-hmm. uh, what we're going to be able to do with Journey Pro going forward. So definitely. Um, and, and obviously, fans. you know, it was, yeah, it was the first time back in 78 weeks and there was so much new stuff being added and we had, you know, stuff that we had never tried before. It was in a new venue and there's just, you know, it was, it was the first time there's a lot of trial and error that's going to yeah. go into that. There's going to be trial and error that goes into the next few. I was going to say like, the August, August show is already, uh, you know, I, I mean, I don't know if it's really surprised to say but i mean they're they're having to review men- venue options because of of the heat issue at blips so it might be something where it might be at a different venue um but we we will know more walter's kind of walter and dj are reviewing all options and going from there um but i know they that's what that's why i wanted to say at the beginning of the show is like reach out to, to walter and then let them know you know that you enjoyed yourself and had a good time because mm-hmm. all they can see is all the shit that went wrong and all right. the things they need to fix. And I think if it they was just still a great take a step night, back, yeah. it was a great night. Like and even the for- best part is, is because it was still a great night. You know, it was all these first times, uh, all this new stuff. Like it, it's, it's only going to get better from here. Right. Right. And, and we're, it's not like we're starting from a bad spot, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and so it's just the, the things that, that, you know went bad or whatever it's like nothing you know nobody got hurt there were no i don't think there are any major injuries to speak of um at least when we talked to walter towards the end there weren't yeah there were no incidents yeah yeah and nobody no there was no ruckus um other than the intended ruckus so (laughs) um yeah i think it was it was a great time I'll, i'll be happy to actually watch the 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 card and see how the matches went because again not getting to see ever connor's kind of bum me out but yeah. uh i gotta think he'll be coming back oh, yeah. and uh yeah you know it, it'll it's they can get the temperature thing figured out and and make it a little more of a 
Well, they uh, can't comfort- control the weather. But no, they can't. But I'm talking about you know, whatever venues or or whatever adjustment they can, they can make to accommodate yeah. for that for those. I, that's about the only complaint. And even then, not not a lot of people were complaining. It was no. just the line was, was happy. Circumstance. Like I, I got to work the line uh, to help out, and man, the the high the, the line was hyped. Like there was everyone was really happy to be back. Even yeah. though, like I said, even though it was really. Hot weather. Everyone was just happy for wrestling to be back, and happy even more for Journey Pro to be back. So it yeah. was, it really meant something to a lot of folks, and it, present company included. So yeah. really well excited and, for the next thing. Yeah, I I'll, I can't wait for the next show. I Journey can't, Pro is back, show. right? And that's the most yeah. important thing. So, um, we've we've said a lot, fellas. Any any parting shots before we, we have, go? No, man. I mean, be good to each that other. That was my parting shot. Yeah, mask up again because that's what we yep. got to do. But take care of each other, you know. Um, and sh- you know, shout sure out to the fans that because that mandate came down like a day or two before, and yeah. most everybody was masked up. There, you know, a couple exceptions once they got in the doors, but it wasn't that bad. Um, yeah, yeah. But everyone was really respected. I, I mean, from what I saw, everyone was really respectable, uh, yeah. respecting to each other. So yep. that's the kind of environment we want to foster. So yeah, man. Let's, let's go. Let's go, boys. Let's go. It's August. On to the next show. Holy shit, it's August. It's August. I'm telling you, dude, I was at training camp last week. Football season's coming back here in a big way real quick. Man. I'm, oh I'm going God. again this week. So got to got to see Patrick Mahomes. It was awesome. Ah, that's see always him. a treat. Right? So uh, is he is he a taller feller than he looks on TV? He looks bigger so. in person. He yeah, really does. Because yeah. he seems like a big guy. Yeah. Is he like six he, foot? He, I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't. Oh, he's got to be more than six say. foot. No, six um, foot is short for a quarterback. I gotta look this up now. Yeah, please. I'll let you go while I try to get us <laughs> out of here. Because I know if I spend another five minutes trying to look up Patrick Mahomes' stats, I'm gonna start drooling, anyways. It's like, oh god. Oh well, yeah. Get to make it weird. He's six three. Holy shit! I believe that. Yeah, I believe that. Wow, I never would have thought that. Okay, I thought he was like 5'10". <laughs> Oops. Dude, Kyler Murray's 5'10". I mean, Kyler Murray looks like 5'4". Yeah. Oh, I guess so, yeah. yeah. So he's, okay. Dude, yeah. Yeah, Tom Brady is 6'4". You know, I'm, I'm, I'm 6'2", and I always think like around certain wrestlers, maybe I'm kind of, I'm not shorter than a lot of wrestlers. I've learned this, like. Yeah, I'm I'm taller than some some wrestlers that look like really big on TV, and, and then there's Billy them. Gunn. <laughs> yeah, I mean Billy yeah, Gunn yeah. is a giant. I'm so person. glad I'm tall. Let's end the yes, show on yeah. that. I'm so glad I'm tall. <laughs> Final words. All right, bye yeah. everybody. <laughs> All right, folks. As always, thank you so much for for listening to us and putting up with us. Um, you know, enjoy it. Stay cool as it's getting hotter. So we will see you again next week. And as always, later, nerds. <laughs>